Hey, good morning to you. It is uh, walk and talk number 77, uh, September 30th, and I'm talking about trust issues. Uh, are you a little suspicious, uh, even a little paranoid? Do you find yourself uh, avoiding people? We're talking about this ever-presence of discouragement or doubt. Life has a way of making us feel um, closed, untrusting. Uh, this is uh, from John chapter 20, verse 26. It's a cool 70 degrees. I'm going to be reading six verses, and maybe you've just noticed that lots of people are not reliable. Uh, maybe you've noticed that there's a high degree of resentment in a lot of people, even bitterness, confusion, isolation. Uh, maybe you are recognizing that people doubt each other. Uh, they don't trust each other. Uh, call it trust issues. That's the title of this walk and talk. Uh, maybe we could call it, are you suspicious? Uh, there's many different ways to talk about trust issues. Maybe you've seen people just kind of disappear, drop off the grid. Well, they kind of go into hiding because they're disappointed about something. Uh, maybe you're walking through life and yeah, oh boy, life is a mess. Uh, so where is we're in John chapter 20 verse 26 and it's a beautiful morning, but I want you to go back to that first resurrection of Jesus. It's Sunday morning, early Sunday morning. I want you now to go forward in time eight days. So here we are, John chapter 20, verse 26, eight days later. So this is eight days later after that first Easter, the first resurrection. His disciples were again inside. They're inside the upper room. They were inside the upper room eight days prior when Jesus came to them the first time that evening on that first Easter Sunday. So the resurrection is Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, and Jesus appears in the upper room on that evening. So that's that first Sunday. We'll go eight days forward to the, to the next Sunday. And the disciples are again inside. And Thomas, verse 26, Thomas was with, with them. So Thomas was not with them eight days prior. So here's Thomas. And you're going to discover he's got trust issues. So many people refer to Thomas as doubting Thomas. Uh, so he distrusts, he's not willing to uh, hold on 
and trust anyone. So the text says the doors had been shut. But Jesus came. The doors were locked. They were shut. Jesus did not open the door, but just appeared, stood in their midst. And Jesus said, peace be to you. Now, lots of us have trust issues when we're not feeling at peace. So if we are distrusting of others, we're probably not going to be at peace. We're going to have some anxiety. We're going to be a little confused. Maybe you're having trust issues at work or with a spouse. Or you don't trust your kids. Or you don't trust God. Or maybe you're just feeling like life is a mess and you don't trust anybody. So Thomas is devastated. So Thomas saw Jesus crucified. He put his trust in Jesus pre-crucifixion. Jesus is crucified. He's buried. And Thomas goes off the grid. Thomas isolates. He's no longer hanging out with the apostles. So he misses the first appearance of Jesus on that first Sunday night because he had trust issues. Now go forward eight days, the, the disciples are together again in the upper room, but this time, a week later, guess what? Thomas is in the room. He's the only one missing. So he was missing on that first Sunday night when Jesus appeared the first time, but eight days later, Thomas is in the upper room, and Jesus miraculously appears and makes this little statement, peace be to you. So the next verse says, then he, Jesus, turns to Thomas and Jesus says to Thomas, place your finger here and see my hands. Take your hand and put it into my side. And do not continue to disbelieve, but be a believer. So, someone who doesn't believe has trust issues. And Thomas had trust issues. Thomas became very, very unreliable. He became a doubter. And Jesus is simply saying, do not continue in distrust. Jesus is saying to Thomas, peace, trust me. Notice what the text is saying. Trust is directly connected to Jesus. So trust is built on the foundation there is a God. Trust is built on the foundation God does exist. Jesus has resurrected. So lots of us begin to have trust issues when we start doubting God. In other words, we just kind of give up on God. God doesn't do what we thought he should do. The, 
circumstances of life. Life is a mess. A friend betrays. A spouse betrays. Like Thomas, he felt maybe betrayed by Jesus. Jesus said he was the Savior. Now he's dead. I don't believe the story that he was resurrected. I know my friends say he was, but I don't. And literally Thomas for a week is AWOL. He's, he's literally isolated himself. He's removed himself from the group of followers. But in seven, eight days later, he begins to reevaluate and he decides to go hang out with the disciples. And that Sunday night, eight days later, Jesus is right in front of him. Now, if you're having trust issues, if you're paranoid, if you're uh, somehow or another experiencing some resentment toward people, if you're, you find yourself isolating, if you find yourself avoiding, if, if you're suspicious, if you're a doubter, let me say, listen, if you're insecure, you're going to have to rebuild that by rebuilding your trust in God. The text is saying that Thomas becomes a doubter because he takes his eyes off of Jesus. He doubts that Jesus has been resurrected. So many of us go through life when circumstances do not go well for us, we immediately become doubtful about God. So on the horizontal, life does not go the way we want it to go. We people do things we, we don't agree with. We expectations are not met. And what happens? We become untrusting. We begin to experience what people call today trust issues. This guy, Thomas, had trust issues. He was not going to trust anyone, any of the disciples, any of the followers, any of the apostles. He wasn't going to trust them until he sees the evidence. So Jesus shows up, physical Jesus miraculously appears in the upper room eight days after the resurrection and makes those statement, the statement to Thomas, place your finger here in the side where there's a wound. Put your finger, see my hands, take your hand, put it to my side and do not continue in disbelief, but be a believer. So the challenge for all of us is when we begin to feel insecure because people let us down, you gotta go vertical. You gotta go to God. You gotta go to Jesus who says, place your finger here, see my hands, take your hand, put it into my side. Do not continue in disbelief, but be a believer. In other words, rebuild your faith, Thomas. Rebuild your trust. 
it is interesting how circumstances create our own insecurity. So I'm not sure how you're feeling right now. You may feel confident. You may feel trusting. You may believe that you're not paranoid, that you're enjoying life. But listen, if life has fizzled, if, if you're feeling despair, if you're feeling somehow that life is, is, is broken and there's no hope, there, it's meaningless, that's Thomas. Eight days he's been off the grid. Eight days he's been disconnected from a group of people he spent the last three years with every day. So Thomas was, was frustrated and disappointed that Jesus had died. He heard from others that he had resurrected, but he didn't believe. Now, eight days later, he comes back, starts to come back. He joins the disciples. They're standing in the upper room on that Sunday night, eight days after the resurrection and he's speechless everybody else is standing there speechless and Jesus appears friends that's the way God works from our human vision from our feelings we think God disappears on us we think that God has has left we think that God has died we think that why well, believe in what the Bible says and then we start doubting and distrusting others. Yes, there are plenty of reasons why some people are not trustworthy. There are plenty of reasons you should be wise about boundaries. No doubt, there are untrustworthy, there are frauds, there are thieves, uh, there, are, there are people that are out to destroy. But don't let anyone rob you of your trust in God. There are many times in life you will be like Thomas. You'll find yourself not trusting Jesus, not trusting the promises of God. Remind yourself, Jesus had promised he would resurrect. Jesus had promised uh, the Thursday Day, Thursday before the crucifixion, he promised in the upper room, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He promised that he and Thomas and God the Father were one and that nothing on earth would get in between them. So when Jesus makes a promise, God makes a promise, it is 100% trustworthy. So if, if you're watching life and you're thinking, where's the integrity? Where's the sincerity? Where are the people who keep their word? Where, where are the people who I can count on? Listen, it all starts with God. It all starts with Jesus. If you start doubting Jesus, you're going to doubt every human being in every circumstance. 
I'm gently saying Thomas doubted Jesus at the crucifixion and for the next eight days, and he had heard that Jesus kept his word. He had heard that Jesus was resurrected. And Thomas is just, he's a doubter. So watch this. Jesus says, peace, peace be to you. So when you're feeling insecure, you've got to double up on your belief, on your faith in God. Put your finger, look at his hands, touch his side, and do not continue to disbelieve, but be a believer. So listen, truth, trusting in God, moves doubt and distrust to faith and confidence. I'm not suggesting that that you blindly trust every human being. Not suggesting that. I am suggesting that you blindly trust God. The text is very clear. Judith, excuse me, Thomas slipped into a lie. He began believing a lie. He began to just go down the path. He traded truth for a lie. And Thomas became what's known as Doubting Thomas. Thomas answered in verse 28, my Lord and my God. Listen, seeing is believing. Yes, seeing is believing. But what if God doesn't give you a miracle to see? Guess what? Look at verse 26. We're only going to look at six verses. Here's verse 29. We only have three verses. But what if God doesn't give you a miracle? What if you're praying and wanting God to do something and God doesn't show up the way you want him to show up. Listen to this. Here's verse 29. Here's what Jesus says to Thomas. Work with me, Thomas. Come on. Trust me, Thomas. Jesus said to him, John 20, 29, because you have seen me. So Thomas saw him with his own eyes. Have you now believed? Have you now trusted and then Jesus says this verse for you. He says this verse for me. He says this verse for everybody since Thomas. Blessed are they who did not see and yet believed. So listen, when you trust God, it opens your life to the power of God. When you doubt God, you resist the power of God. So God wants to work through people of faith, through people who trust, not distrust. So blessed, blessed are they who did not see. That's a direct reference to you and me. We did not physically see the body of Jesus, but yet we believe, yet we trust. Now, Look at verse 30. It's amazing. So then, John the writer says in John 20, verse 30, many other signs Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. So what do you have here? Well, what you have here is clearly 
the word signs in Greek is simeon. Signs in Greek is simeon. What that means is literally you have miracles. There are many other signs, simeon in the Greek, miracles, that Jesus performed. So it's not just the resurrection. There are many, many miracles. The feeding of the 5,000, the raising of Lazarus from the dead, the healing, the physical healing of people sick. There's, there's so many miracles. But what Jesus is saying to you and me is you don't have to see the miracle to believe. You can believe and trust God and not have these trust issues of anxiety and isolation and paranoia and fear and insecurity because vertically God is bigger and more powerful than all of that. All of these miracles are evidence of that. And the last verse, verse 31, but these signs or these miracles, which written so that you would believe that you would trust that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, by trusting, you may have life in his name. Now notice that last, almost that, that word life. See, he came to give life and to give life abundantly. Now that means, that means fulfillment. That means purpose. That means security. That means uh, meaningfulness. Friends, God doesn't want you to live your life fearful. He doesn't want you to live your life with resentment or bitterness. He doesn't want you to be a doubter of God or a doubter of Jesus. He wants you to live your life strong, confident, believing, trusting. Make sure you hear me say, yes, there are people you don't trust because they have proven to you they're not trustworthy and you put proper boundaries. But when it comes to Jesus, when it comes to God, your confidence should soar. Your belief should not doubt. Yes, there will be times of doubt and you will then develop trust issues, but you're going to have to repent of that lie and turn back to God. It is amazing. Doubting Thomas stops doubting. No more doubts. And did you know that this guy Thomas became the apostle to India? Because he believed, because he trusted. We live in a complex world with our feelings. People do betray us and people betray Jesus, but Jesus will never betray you. Jesus will never throw you under the bus. Jesus will never pull the rug out from underneath you. He will never abandon you. As a matter of fact, he promises he will never leave you as an orphan. Remember that little phrase, let not your heart be troubled? So trouble 
is an inside feeling. Let not your heart, the inner part of you, you need to smile. God is in control. Even though people around you may at times and often may be out of control, God is always in control. I know it's hard to believe, it's hard to trust, and I think for Thomas it was hard. He heard the promise that Jesus said he would be crucified, buried, and resurrected, and when it happened, he just had a hard time believing it. Don't forget that verse 29. Blessed are they who did not see and yet believed. What I'm offering from these words, get rid of your trust issues with God. Bet the farm on God. You follow Jesus with joy, with security, with peace, with humility. Don't distrust. Don't doubt. Why? Because blessed, blessed, that means the goodness of God. God has a way of just showering grace and mercy on you. You may not see a miracle. God may not answer your question the way you want. Uh, he may not answer your prayer the way you want. But he's not deserted you. He's not left you. He did not abandon you. And Thomas believed. He went from trust issues to trusting with confidence. And that's where we need to be every day. Every day somebody uh, shares with me uh, victories and defeats. Uh, in the last uh, 24 hours, a couple of families in our church are looking for a house or an apartment to rent and they can't find it. Lots of landlords have raised the rent to the point to where some families can't afford the higher rates, forcing them and for other reasons to find different apartments or different housing. We have two families that I know of that are on the verge of homelessness. These are responsible. Uh, the family works. These are not foolish people. These are not uh, irresponsible. And yet they're faced with a situation where they can't see a human solution. They, they have to keep believing. I'm asking you to pray for them. I'm asking you if you know of, of any apartments or rental houses that I could uh, pass on to them, that I could somehow uh, let them know and they could contact the, the landlord and see if they could apply for the apartment or for the house. That would be a great help. You see, it doesn't matter what's going on around us. God doesn't change. Jesus is not fickled. Circumstances, earth, humanity, life on earth is fickled. But life in heaven is not. Believe. Believe. Walk away from your trust issues 
and put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ day by day. Keep rebuilding it. Let me encourage you to uh, join us on Sunday. Uh, we're going to see lessons from Peter's betrayal uh, from the book of John. I want to encourage you, John chapter 18, so this coming Sunday at church and our worship services, lessons from the betrayal of Peter, by Peter of Jesus. You're going to be uh, fed, you're going to be challenged. Uh, we have an 8 o'clock, a 9.30 and 11. We also have an 11 o'clock upstairs so we have 8 9 30 11 downstairs and a 11 o'clock upstairs so we want to just encourage you to, to be with us we also have a 6 p.m some of our services are are live some of them are not but please join us if uh, i can uh, assist uh, encourage pray support you in any way don't hesitate to uh, contact me or contact the church if, if i'm not available uh, one of our pastors let me encourage you in closing find a way to be in church uh, this coming sunday find a way uh, you, you should be in worship you should be uh, in church honoring god Forsake not the assembling of believers. See, Thomas needed that. So Thomas walked away for eight days from the group in despair. And then Thomas returned and when that little phrase, my Lord and my God, is a statement of worship. So that's proof. My Lord and my God, that he went from a doubter to a believer. So keep your faith growing. Have a, uh, a blessed day. It's just a beautiful morning to be walking. There's some cloud coverage, but it's cool. I mean, 70 degrees, it doesn't... Uh, that's why people live in Mesa, Arizona. Finally, the heat is over. Have a good one. Blessings.